Bannon. Cut to. Exterior. Interior. Restaurant. Bar. Club. Day. Night. What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of Restaurant Fiction, the podcast that reviews fictional restaurants, fictional bars, and fictional clubs in TV and film, also discussing the screenwriting process and the importance of the restaurants, bars, and clubs in said movies and TV shows. This particular episode is a bonus episode. Oh, excuse me. I'm your host. My name is Monis Rose, and we are recording this right now, this intro with my doors open, my windows open. So if you hear uh, horrible acoustics in the background, well, that's why. Anyway, like I was saying, this is a bonus episode. Last episode, we reviewed The Peach Pit. The Peach Pit is synonymous with Beverly Hills 90210. Yes, one of the most important fictional restaurants in Beverly Hills 90210 and pretty much all of television shows in general. On this bonus episode, we talked to a former executive of Spelling Television, Jen Grisanti. She gives her insight on the Peach Pit as well as more of the developmental mindset of developing a story either about a restaurant, within a restaurant, or how a restaurant can really enhance the story and the characters. And she goes pretty deep with us of how even a coffee shop helped heal her own soul. Anyway, without further ado, here is the bonus episode on the Peach Pit with Jen. Guys, this is a recap of The Peach Pit. For a full review, please go to the past Peach Pit episode. Basically, it comes down to this, guys. The Peach Pit, which is a diner in the heart of Beverly Hills, smack dab in the middle of your Spago and your Mastro's and other tablecloth and napkin-type restaurants, is a diner for all, and it sure as hell beats the high school cafeteria. Why do you think it was, say, a diner rather than a high school cafeteria, or even as they grew older, a college cafeteria? First of all, it started Beverly Hills 90210 was when they were in high school. So when you're in high school and you're grasping a meeting spot that is casual, for people, a diner is certainly going to make a lot more sense because you're going to be dealing with your cast needing jobs and story arcs being able to come out of the fact that they're working there. And I think there's something more familiar and comforting about a diner. Certainly, as you mentioned, when you go into Beverly Hills and you see all these top-notch restaurants, but you look at the diners around there and they're packed and they're packed because people love comfort food. 
And they love to go to a place that they can get food they enjoy and feel comfortable. It's a way to ground people. You know, when you have a meeting spot that you could have someone who is at a very high socioeconomic level, a medium one, a low one, and they're all going to find joy within the same place. I mean, that's where story comes out of. What can a restaurant say about the characters? You mentioned a little bit of the 90210 characters, but maybe more general. Well, when you look at a show like Friends, the coffee spot, you know, is a casual place for people to meet and emote. And I would say when you look at Peach Bed, certainly went into the idea of, you know, you're going to have a place that people can go and emote and talk about what's going on in their lives. So when you're modeling the type of place that that's going to be, you certainly want to create a place that is going to give off that kind of essence so that it supports the type of stories you want to tell. How can a writer make, say, said restaurant more than just another vehicle for their characters to talk? The easiest way is by having it be a major part of their script. In year one, the Peach Pit was probably visited uh, many times per episode. As the show evolved and characters evolve, then different locations are used, but that is always the one that has the most history. So I think when you're writing a script, if you create a restaurant like the Peach Pit that almost becomes like a character in the show, then it is a regular meeting spot for your cast to congregate. How many do you think scripts you read contain a restaurant or a bar in them? Well, I wouldn't say there's a big trend now. Like you certainly, a show that I teach from uh, that is a phenomenal show on Netflix is called River. And I certainly notice in River that there's a bar that the character of River will go to as a way to get out of his shell and a way to move forward in his life. And the bar is reflective of the idea of that. Now, would I say that many writers, when they're creating scripts, are thinking, wait a minute, what is my main meeting spot going to be? I would say not nearly as much as that used to be utilized. However, there is a tremendous value in going into a script and really thinking uh, that part of it out. I actually think it's a great way to go into a concept. Because characters... Uh, would act differently in a, say, speaking of a river, like a bar, differently than they would their home. Right. You know, say I wanted to do, or say a, a writer is listening right now and they want to make a 1950s diner a la like the Peach Pit, but is there any way to keep that fresh and edgy? Oh, of course. I mean, when it comes to any type of branding, all you have to do is think about what are your favorite restaurants? Why are they your favorite restaurants? What stands out about them that makes them different? You craft that scene where the restaurant becomes 
a place of symbolism as it connects to the emotion of the story. We see this character who we understand the wound, and then we see a place of significance that they go to for comfort. Then it becomes, you know, a part of the safety and the symbolic place of meaning where a person went through an important important life event and this place served to help that. I mean, I could say like when I went through a divorce, the coffee bean up on sunset was a massive place of comfort. So that is the significance of creating those types of places in the stories people are telling as a way to connect with the audience. Wow. And what did you order? Did you have a special drink? I mean, you, it certainly varied. I could go from a chai latte to a cafe mocha or, or skinny mocha with cinnamon. I mean, it certainly would. Yeah. I mean, it depends on, you know, I would say when you're first getting divorced and you want to lose weight and you're taking spinning and yoga, that you're going to go toward the skinny side. But then when you're feeling like, okay, I want to be indulgent and I'm, I'm a little on the side where I, a comfort is more important, then you're going to go for the full-on chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, and all the blended frappuccino or the blended Exactly. The, the ice blended drinks. Oh, yes. Yeah. The I ice loved the ice blended drinks. Exactly. <laughs> and that was, it seriously was a monumental place in the healing from my divorce. And I know for many people in the healing, like it's fascinating whenever I see people forming groups at coffee places, I always know that there's some type of life transition or healing that people must be going through. Do you feel it's uh, different, a coffee place versus a bar? versus a diner, especially for a healing process. You're certainly talking about different types of healing. Certainly when you're (laughs) (laughs) the bar certainly serves a comfort. (laughs) I would definitely say part of the bar is definitely a pivotal part of the divorce process as the coffee places. But the difference is like when you're having coffee during the day, and you're, it's before you go to work. And as the group I was with, and after you worked out, I think that there was, uh, like when you're having coffee during the day, it's before you go to work. And as the group I was with, and after you worked out, I think that there was a realness and a rawness at that time of day to be in a group and communicating about whatever's going on in your life versus I think when you're at a bar, you're certainly more closed off, but as you drink, you're going to open up more. And certainly there's story to get from that, you know? So, but I, I think there's a massive significance in the importance of places that people utilize uh, in their healing process. The level of formality of your place is everything with what kind of communication and expression 
is going to come out in the story arcs that come from the place. I love it. First of all, what are you ordering at the Peach Pit? <laughs> I tend to lean toward the healthier side of things. So I would say a health smoothie or avocado toast would probably be on my preference, depending on the time of day that it is. The Hollywood Reporter always lists all the executives eating at the hottest and trendiest restaurants. From your expertise, how often do executives dine at a no-frills diner? So you're going to see them at Spago's or the Grill when they have to entertain top-level people or uh, entertain a new writer they want to do business with or a new director or a new actor. But I would say where you're going to see them on their own more is going to be a place like the Peach Pit. Jen, thank you so much for that interview. That was fantastic on every single level. For everyone, everyone interested in learning more about Jen Grisanti, and all of the services that she provides to screenwriters and the whole art of storytelling in general, please visit her website, www.jengrisanti.com. She is always putting out new products. She has fantastic books, fantastic uh, YouTube videos, fantastic services in general. Also, she's always around the world at events, so it doesn't just have to be the USA. Whatever future event she is at, please go to her website and find out more on her. As for me, my name is Monis Rose, and for more reviews, go to our website, www.restaurantfiction.com. And as always, keep it real, keep it fresh, and keep it on the flip side. Cut to. Exterior. Interior. Restaurant. Bar. Club. Day. Night. Fade out. At Farmers Insurance, we know a roof can withstand a lot. One exception being an airborne car. Seen it, covered it. Click for more. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.